Sometimes, unless you look real close, you're not able to see what's really happening on the inside, the the real struggles, the real hurdles, the everyday grit that people share. It's not just about success. It's just about being. Chris Heiner opens up about his daily grit next. This is a dash of grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. Now, podcasting from Spire to leaders in local communities like yours, here is Brian Leflock. And let's get cooking. You know, we, we think of banks as big, powerful, monolithic industries, but they are filled with people, real people, just like you and just like me. And I'm excited for you to meet one of them today on A Dash of Grit. My guest today is the division president of the Park National Bank, formerly Richland Bank, many locations right here in Ohio, also serves on the Richland County Foundation Board, the Ohio Health Board, and the NCSC Foundation Board. He's Chris Heiner, the uh, division president of the Park National Bank right here in Ohio, our guest today on A Dash of Grit. Chris, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me, Brian. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I am too. I think people are going to really like to hear the the community presence that you bring uh, to a big bank right here in our in our area. So I'm excited for folks to meet you. Can you tell us a little bit about success? Before we get into the grit, which is what this show is all about, tell me what's great. What's going well for Chris? What's going well for the bank? Talk a little bit about success. Sure. I, uh, what's success or defining success? I think having uh, two healthy little children is, is the ultimate pinnacle of success for me. I have a seven-year-old daughter and a three-year-old son and uh, watching them grow and learn and uh, adapt in this uh, changing environment and uh, still seeing them thrive, that, that would be success uh, coupled with finding ways to, to help people financially because their, their financial health uh, impacts their physical, mental, and uh, spiritual health and well-being as well. Yeah. And how's that going for you now? I know we're in the middle of a, a crazy time, to say the least. Uh, how is how is that service happening now? Are you able to make those impacts in people's lives? We are. How, how we serve customers may have changed, but we're serving people and finding ways to uh, to adapt it's been a, an amazing year in a lot of ways, just because of the amount of people we've been able to help. There's been some struggle out there with some small businesses, so helping them with the, the payroll protection uh, program loan earlier in the year, then working through the forgiveness. Uh, rates are incredibly low, so people have been taking advantage of refinancing their homes, and uh, the housing market is is hot, so people are buying new homes right now. Um, the stock market right, put everyone's heart and wallets on a roller coaster this year. So mm. to say we're we're about where we were at the uh, beginning of the year is is a major win because at one point it was down to twenty plus percent. Yeah. So by and large, it's been uh, it's been good because we're seeing a lot of people being able to help them. Now, Chris, for those that don't know, Park National Bank is a a local bank, but a very large institution that serves many people in Ohio. Can you tell me a little bit about the the depth and the the uh, the, the kind of mission of Park National Bank? Sure, it's a, a conglomerate of twelve different community banks that have came together under one brand um, across Ohio, Kentucky, North and South Carolina. I always like to say we're big enough to do whatever you need, small enough to do it right. And uh, we, we strive to have that personal attention. And ultimately, our number one goal, and you'll probably hear it a lot because I truly believe it, is 
to serve more. Finding ways to serve more and what more means depends on each and every person. Um, being open, accessible, being human. We all have struggles. We all have uh, things that, that happen that are great. And uh, we're here to find where you're at in your journey. and where We're at in our journey and work together. And so let's talk about that. That's the part that I'm excited to get into is the human nature of it. I said at the beginning that sometimes banks feel like these big, you know, non-touchable organizations, but they're not. And they're filled with real people. And they're filled with real people like you. And I'm wondering, as we get into the meat of the show, the grit, can you share some things uh, in your climb to what we would call a very successful position as president of the bank? Share some struggles that you've kind of had to overcome and go through in, in your life and, and, you know, as you've accomplished this success. You know, I guess one of the, the first uh, things that comes to mind is I'm hard of hearing. Hmm. And uh, it, it wasn't at birth. It was uh, about 15 and a half years old. Uh, went to the doctor. I think I just needed my ears clean because my parents noticed the TV was getting louder. And uh, everything looked good. I, I didn't have anything in my ears. So went to the audiologist at Akron Children's Hospital. And... Uh, his hearing test and said, you need to, to wear hearing aids. Hmm. So I, I wore one hearing aid all through high school, um, was, was able to, to get great grades, play sports and, and do everything along those lines. And then uh, in college, I ended up wearing two hearing aids. So well over half my life, I've uh, had to adapt and adjust to being uh, hard of hearing. And so uh, what about those adaptations and adjustments? What, what kind of struggles did it cause? I've not been hard of hearing, and I don't know what that must be like. Share that with us, if you don't mind. Sure. I guess uh, sometimes I can come across to, to some people that my wife laughs at me because I'd be talking on the phone and somebody, I thought the conversation was over. So I hang up. Mm. And he was like, well, they're still talking. I have to call them back and finish that story. <laughs> I don't do it often. Or if somebody has their, their back to me and they're talking, and uh, I sometimes don't hear them. Or I'll walk away from a conversation that I think's over or that I never knew began. And so overcoming that, uh, I'm pretty forthright about it. Hey, make sure you're looking at me when we're talking because I'm not rude. I'm not, I'm not uh, trying to be not caring and you're talking it's it is what it is it's just it's something that you have to and so do you tell people in in advance to expect a little bit of of difference here or do you just let it play out no i sort of i sort of just let it play out yeah because i mean there are plenty of things i can do and they do catch but i there's also things too that in some ways it made me self-conscious I, I love to swim and we have a lot of people that we get together with um in the non-COVID world and, uh, and swim, well, I either don't go under the water or if I take my hearing aids out, I miss the entire part. Hmm. So there's some trade-offs. It's not, you can't take everything at the same time. So I'm wondering in, in the business world, let's, let's shift into the business world a little bit and share with me, if you don't mind, maybe, maybe you don't have to share names, but have there been some opportunities or instances where that, problem, that hurdle, that opportunity to show grit has gotten in the way of business. Business is pretty fast and pretty hard and, and not always very personal. And has that ever been a, a hindrance for you? Um, just when I'm taking person, people's vital information, sometimes if I have to ask for a social security number two, three, four times, 
you can see on their facial expressions or hear on their voice if it's over the phone, like, do you really know what he's talking about? The, the, and I've been able to adapt and uh, find way, ways around that. We have, if, if they're a current customer, we have a lot of information on file already. So if I can get 60% of it, I can piece the rest together. But yeah, it, it has been, um, there's, there's been challenges where I've mistyped a social or misspelled a last name or um, lost maybe some credibility that I've had to overcome and rebound and, and show that I'm competent and capable of what they need to get done. And how do you do that? So I'm, 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 I'm working with you and I think, boy, he just doesn't get me. He doesn't understand me. He doesn't, uh, this doesn't feel right for whatever. How do you make that switch and, and make it work in such a way that, that you can make me again, feel good about, about you and doing business with you? Good, good question. In that, in that regard, I, a lot of it just comes, uh, natural in, in some ways because I guess I don't know how to put words to it, but you have to use other resources um, and, and find ways. Like I, I've had people that have called and left voicemails and I have to grab someone and listen to my voicemail just to figure out what they're saying, whether they talk incredibly fast or their, their words might've been jumbled or accents sometimes are, are a challenge. It's it, it just using the resources around. I, I try and follow up often with, uh, with email or text just to, if there's something I was missing, then I would be able to get that information back in text. Mm-hmm. But there's still confidential information that you don't want to email and text back and forth to. So just using resources around you. Do you find, Chris, that your limitations, if we can call them limitations, I don't know if that's the right word or not, but but the thing that we're struggling with, does it make you like listen more and understand more and, and even get deeper than maybe someone who wouldn't that... Uh, doesn't have that issue. I've had some people that have can maybe misconstrued or whatever that by intensity or being very attentive, um, sitting at the front, sitting closer, looking, leaning forward, as being incredibly intense. So I'm just trying to absorb everything. I, I might not be a, a person that can hear very well, but I consider myself a good listener, mm. and th- there is difference between that. Um, mm. I try to avoid distractions and uh, be very attentive in that regard. Yeah. Have it, and so you're able to actually, I mean, that's a really key point. Uh, listening and hearing are not the same thing, are they? Hearing is the the function of it, but listening is truly understanding and truly being able to have empathy and, and to, to understand what someone's saying. Has there ever been a time in your career that the hearing issues actually wasn't something you could overcome? It actually cost you uh, an opportunity or a, uh, this, the, the, the business meeting didn't go well, or it just didn't work out. You weren't able to overcome that hurdle. Uh, yeah. I, I think there's, there's been a few of those over my career and, uh, I just stepped back and said, I knew what I, I knew enough from emotional intelligence that this isn't working. We're not a good pair. Hmm. And, I've let someone else step in and say, Hey, I think that you'd work better with them. I, I physically can't do it. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard. Uh, the, the first time somebody uh, from the Ohio, uh, the state of Ohio said, well, you're tech, you're disabled. And, and I'm like, the heck, the heck if I am, mm-hmm. 
in a textbook sense, yes, I am. In, in a, a mental standpoint, a physical standpoint, I don't see myself as that. And I, I think I can relate with a lot of people like, no, I'm capable of doing a whole lot of things. But when I first came to the bank, I, I stood up and uh, was talking to, to our staff meeting about the United Way and the importance of the United Way here locally. I thought if I didn't have these two pieces of plastic in my ear, how my life would have been different or if technology, if I was born in the 1800s, how technology has helped me and allowed me to, to be uh, able to contribute to society. Mm-hmm. That uh, it was an emotional moment at the time because I didn't realize how much I, I valued two hearing aids because they, they dictate a large percentage of my life yeah. without them. And, and I'm struck by the idea of, of you serve on these boards and you serve this community and you're really, uh, you know, especially with United Way, that's serving people that don't have things and they're trying to make lives better for others. Uh, does that ever strike you as, you know, I'm really glad I'm able to give back in this way? Oh, absolutely. And uh, I, I, that's one thing that uh, I, I see in the future is I want to be able to help those that really are middle income because that, that's the one thing that is uh, I, I found is a challenge is insurance pays for uh, people that have eye disease to get contacts or glasses. If you have a, a broken bone, they pay to get that fixed and you're covered with insurance. There isn't any, there are very few companies that offer hearing insurance, insurance companies. So I've written letters uh, to our state representatives, the Congress, multiple times advocating for hearing coverage. Because that something that people take for granted until they need it or their parents need it. I mean, I was 15 and a half with hearing aids. I have a, hopefully a long life in front of me with being uh, needing hearing aids. And, and, and five to $7,000 every few years, that's a lot of money. Mm. Could put a burden on, on folks, that's for sure. Yeah, boy, I guess. And so, so again, as you, as you look into the community, I'm interested as the the division president of Park National Bank. So you're talking with people, talking with regular people like you and me and helping me with the daily struggles. That's one thing. What about your roles as president of the bank and the more of a corporate approach to how you serve? Does the hearing issues cause problems in that a little differently than otherwise? Depending on the root size and the makeup, yeah, it can. I mean, I've been in meetings before where I might have got 40% of what was said. So I do rely on notes. Like when people, when notes get sent out or minutes get sent out of meetings, I read them because it helps me fill in the blanks. Some people wonder why the heck do we even do them? You might be doing them for me. Or the the other number of undocumented people that have hearing loss that didn't catch a certain thing or that they were busy writing and uh, missed something. So yeah, it it has its challenges. But Try not to dwell on those. I think it's really cool that you've overcome these things. You're the president, the division president of the, of the bank there. And that's, to me, a, a huge level of success. I'm wondering if you ever had any instance where you were actually held back, maybe even not deservingly so, but there was a hurdle you were trying to overcome or a, a place you were trying to get to. And because of the hearing loss, they said no. Was there ever anything like that as far as, as you kind of moved through 
uh, your career? It's never been said in that regard. I've been very proud of the bank um, of embracing the diversity of having a disability or, but I would say in college, it might've been a little bit different uh, mm. playing playing athletics. It was never said, but not ha- not being able to hear on the field. And I was, I was a center on the football team. If I don't hear hut go, then the ball doesn't get snapped. That's and, a problem. Uh, play doesn't happen. Yeah. It becomes a problem. So yeah. I, I, I never, I, I was on the football team. I played some, but uh, not consistently a ton. And probably because I wasn't that good at it, but uh, yeah. I love the sport, but I'm sure hearing had something to do with it too. Yeah. And you know, it, it, before you told me, I had no idea. And so I, I, like you said, maybe it's just something that you think about and I'm glad that you are thinking about it and you're overcoming, but I'm wondering, even regardless of, of hearing things now, as we move forward uh, into 2021, 2022 and goals that the bank has and goals that you have, what are the next hurdles that you're excited to overcome? You've overcome all kinds during your life. What's next for Chris Heiner? What are you looking forward to? We're starting to work uh, collaboratively. Like I said, we had the 12 different community banks working semi-independently. And, and now we're working collectively as one. Uh, I'm going to help uh, oversee the, the home lending and mortgage function for, for the corporation. And uh, we're right now in the process of getting our lenders to uh, to work more cohesively as a unit. So trying to overcome beyond the COVID issue is getting people across multiple counties and multiple states to to work together and, and for one common goal. And and how will that how will that improve? Why is that important? Why is that uh, getting everybody together, working together for for a customer, for your customer? How, why does that matter? Sure. Well, for, for example, in, in our old world, we had here in, in North Central Ohio three different bank names from from in Ashland, in Mansfield, and Cyrus were all um, different bank names working. We really didn't know what they were doing um, or how they were going about their business or how we were uh, serving customers, but by working collectively together, uh, we're able to create best practices and find ways to serve more people. Yeah. And that's what, that's what the goal is. Sure. It takes the confusion for the customer away. And that, that, that's a, a good thing. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, Chris, I just really thrilled that you were able to share, share your story with us. I know it's not always, at least I would imagine it's not always easy to share some of those personal things, but you were very forthcoming. And, and I know that that takes not just grit in business, but grit every day and, and, and working hard to, to be a good father and to be a good husband and to be a good community member and you're overcoming those things. And so you are an inspiration to others. And I really appreciate your time here on Dash of Grit. I greatly appreciate you for inviting me. Hey, Chris, if someone wanted to uh, contact you, learn more about you, uh, maybe learn more about the bank, how might they do that? Sure. They can email me at chris.heiner at parknationalbank.com or feel free to call my personal cell phone at 740 740- Three two three six four five five. Call, text anytime. Very good, Chris. Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. I want to thank you for being on a dash of grit. It's brought to you from all of us here at Spire. We create digital marketing campaigns and website platforms that help drive business growth and success. And we try to add some grit to your team if you are looking for those kinds of things. And so, on our website, if you're listening now, it's a a, a contact sales button. If you click that, I'll answer. I look forward to talking with you. Um, 
and uh, I look forward to you listening to the next episode of A Dash of Grit. We are Spire Advertising. Thanks again to Chris Heiner, Division President of Park National Bank right here in Mansfield and throughout Ohio. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon. This is A Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things.